0: All right, good morning, good evening, good night. It is the Nifty Q Show. We are interviewing founders, leaders, and builders in the non-fungible token industry. Today, I'm sitting with Crypto Buffalo, founder of Hardcore Gaming, a Valheim aficionado, a McDonald's employee (laughs) recent, and a good friend of mine. We'll be chatting about his journey from RV life to NFTs, what needs to change about the current plate earned model, and much more. Buffman, good to see your face in these rough times. I appreciate you uh,
1: on your return to Lad City. What's up, my man? Oh, it's good to be back in the city, man. Gives me them vibes like when I'm on Las Vegas Boulevard, walking the streets, looking around, seeing all the new faces here in Lad City. Uh, Man, you've been doing some amazing things over here, and it's good to be on Nifty Q Show. This is a first for me, man. I'm honored, brother. This is a time for me and you to have a good chat. We're in a, a bear market right now. My dog's name is Mr. Bear. I've been preparing for this since the last cycle. And it's good to have a friend like you to discuss all these crazy things, man. So thanks for uh, uh, having me on here, man.
0: Absolutely, man. I checked out your episode yesterday. That's why I said McDonald's aficionado. Apparently you were just like, it's you. Joe was at Taco Bell. Matt was at, uh, no, Matt was at Taco Bell. Joe was at where? Burger King. He was loving our way. So it's just, it is that
1: way for us right now, man. But yeah, I remember I actually got footage. This is, that's me. (laughs) There we go. My old job taking orders <laughs> <laughs>
0: there and back again, a story by crypto yeah. Buffalo, which is going right. to be the, the topic of conversation, man. Uh, I really, you know, one of the coolest things, and one of the things you're best at is just telling just phenomenal in-depth stories. And one of those stories is about how you were traveling around the world or traveling around the U S uh, in your RV, just living day to day, and finding crypto and then it leading to obviously NFTs, the metaverse, everything we were doing at Lad City and now Hard Fork, man. it's It's been a, a wonderful, I'm sure, and, and adventure filled journey for you.
1: I, you know, I have, I have I feel like I've ran a parallel life the Forrest Gump on many, many levels. I haven't really had the middle of honor yet or been a ping pong master or learned how to run nonstop across every state. But I have had that journey where at one point I literally had a massive beard and turned and stopped and turned to my disciples and said, I- I'm kind of tired. I think I'll go home now. I mean, that's how I felt 10 years on the road. And I, I just decided to come on back to Seattle and on the road, all sorts of crazy things happen. But to-, to go back to how it all started. I mean, let's be honest. How many times in your life, Q, have you thought, you know what? Screw this. I'm just going to sell everything. Go live on the road. I'm just going to go travel on a- on a van or a bus or live on a boat. Have you, ever, have you had those those dreams before? I've had the dreams, but not many
0: people follow through on those dreams, which is the key component here.
1: It's true. It's that four letter word, man. Fear, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I use that fear to motivate me to get out there. See, I turned 24 in 2008. And broke up a uh, broke up with a girl that everyone thought we were going to get married. I was three years with her, and I I didn't even know what the hell was going on in life yet. And so, I just turned 24 and was like. I, friends in high school said I had this like vision all along. I was always rambling about living in an RV. I don't remember any of that, but apparently that's what I do is I always kind of talk out my dreams to anyone who will listen and uh, and then try to swing for the fences to, to make it happen. At the beginning of 2008, after I broke up with the girl, I was like, all I could do every night in my shitty-ass apartment was visualize myself out on the road, going to the Grand Canyon, working with the UFC in Vegas. Like I literally had all those visualization dreams, like – just nonstop to the point where I had to do it or else I would literally be dead inside. And that was one of those big things where it was April 10th, 2008. I already bought the RV off of Craigslist and I hit the road. No plan. <laughs> I had no idea. I just had cojones on me, bro. I was like, I can take on the world, man. I'm a freelance cameraman editor. I'm just going to hit hit the country and, and see what happens. And I left Seattle, Washington and like a moth to a flame, I went to Las Vegas. And just got just destroyed. No, I mean, it was a lot. I mean, the first couple uh, years, I was trying to figure out what the hell I was doing. And as a freelance cameraman, though, it was one of those that gives you the confidence to literally be anywhere. And if people know your skill sets, they'll they'll put you to work. And so I got a job right away in Vegas shooting uh, tourist videos up up in helicopters over the, the Las uh, Vegas Strip and shooting the Bellagio fountain shows and all that shit. And to me, it was... Uh, It was awesome, man. And uh, on the road, I had a lot of fun adventures. Eventually got to work with the UFC, which was my bucket list. Got to track down Dana White and finally worked there at some of the major fights during 2011 to 2013. And um, in uh, 2017, I was on a farm in Georgia, and uh, I was literally miles away from anyone else. And I had good internet connection, and I came across a documentary called The rise and rise of Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And bro, I still get goosebumps when I think about this moment, because when I finally came across that documentary, I never looked into Bitcoin. I thought it was Minecraft currency, bro. I thought people were playing Minecraft and then, hey, I'll give you some of my currency if you give me that taco or some shit in real life. And to me, I never looked into it until I watched that documentary and halfway through the documentary, hit pause, stood up and was like, yes! The money revolution is here, and I I, yeah. I can get behind this, and it's only gotten crazier. I'm no longer a cameraman or doing any of that stuff. I'm in the space full time as a director of content creation, and I'm all in, man. Yeah. This journey's brought me all the way to here.
0: There's a, there's a lot of questions to break down there, and I think we can go in yeah. depth about about that like ten year, fifteen year. Period yeah, I jumped a couple
1: things there. Yeah, just
0: to touch. Was there any similarities between when you jumped in to uh, the RV life to when you had to jump in, or not had to, but just felt yourself compelled to jump into crypto? Oh yeah, that's Do a you,
1: great question, 100%. Can I remember the feeling? Because I I would try to tell anybody and everybody to look and watch the documentary, Rise and Rise of Bitcoin. They're like, you were like this with juice fasting. Watch uh, Fat-Sick and Nearly Dead. I'm like, yeah, well, both of them could change your life. And they have for me. And it was one of those, like, anyone and everybody who would listen to me, you know, they may not have got it. Only a couple of friends I actually looked into anything back in 2017. I felt crazy. And sometimes in my life, when I feel crazy and everyone else is doubting or can't see what I see, that doesn't mean I stop. If anything, sometimes that means they go even further. And when I bought the RV, I had friends and sadly family tell me, you're going to be back in a year. Or you're going to be back in a month. Or, you know, it was one of those, how long are you going to be gone and out there? And that's like, how long do you know if you're going to live? Like, it's, it's such a weird question to ask. And to me, it was one of those like, a lot of people doubted it because they themselves have wanted to do that and I think with crypto a lot of people doubt it because they never looked into it so they just can't even understand it. No one thinks for themselves anymore. They think for the 5 o'clock news thinks for them and tells them some "Oh, Bitcoin and Warren Buffett won't buy any so you shouldn't buy any crap and uh, I think for me it's one of those that people are doubting what I see but what I see keeps me up at night. I'm going to follow what keeps me up at night over anyone else. I don't even care man. Even my dog Mr. Bear. I'm sorry. He could be against crypto. I'm still going to be in this game. I love it to death.
0: How quickly did you make the transition from crypto to NFTs? Like, when did you pick up on the metaverse? When did you pick up that all these things were happening?
1: Well, it's funny. I I just had Stash on, Crypto Stash, right? And he's an OG as well. Got in in 2017 on his YouTube channel. Was in crypto back in 2012 for a little bit. And he got in it, you know, the Crypto Kitties in 2017. I was not looking into NFTs in 2017. Didn't even know what they were yet. Uh, It was traditional tokens, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin. Um, And all that jazz. Uh, Of course, the market crashed at the end of 2017. 2018 was nothing but bear as we're all in right now. And what did I do? I started the Crypto Buffalo Report. And I would do videos on all sorts of, of the different little golden nuggets of what I was seeing in the space. And to me, it was one of those that I didn't still get NFTs or any of that. I think it was COVID. COVID really, in 2020, what happened with COVID, me being a cameraman that works live sports and live events, everything shut down. And so I didn't have work for two months um, and I was in my uh, apartment with my new puppet dog and I just watched YouTube videos and eventually came across this really cool show called NFT Live. And uh, hey, wait, I think you're a part of that, right? And uh, that changed everything, man. Yeah, and we met in the metaverse too,
0: right? Like we met in Sandbox. As much as we can sit on here for the next right. 30 minutes and talk shit about Sandbox. Although we love the team over there it's, uh, with Sebastian and co
1: uh we we did meet kind of in the metaverse correct sandbox started it all that's exactly right and see i didn't even understand yet when i my first nfts ever were actually what's called x nodes which are these little nfts that go in your wallet for me i'm a big fan of v chain which is crazy because v chain just did a 100 million dollar sponsorship with ufc i don't know what's happening there That, that that caught me off guard um but it was one of those like I wanted to get really heavy into VChain, COVID crash. I chose VChain as one of my bags I wanted to stack. They had this thing called X nodes, which are these little NFTs that you hold in your wallet. And if you keep yourself above a certain threshold, you produce more yield. But if you sell off and you hold that node still, the node will actually disappear. It'll burn away itself if you drop below a certain threshold of, of your account balance. Reminds me of Bank of America when I went below a certain amount. They fined me with something, but in this case, the NFT was one that people were constantly moving money out of their wallet and the NFT was just burning away. So I was like, these things aren't going to be around much longer. And so I scooped up a couple of them and then I watched NFT live. But before that, I actually bought a plot on the sandbox and I almost called the Sandlot there, bro. And um, the that was when I right. Right. Yeah. And I, I bought a three by three connected to the Atari, one of the big Atari plots. And then from there i was like let me go and look at my neighbors here i can see all these other little businesses and websites i saw crypto stash i saw some army one and then i saw layer one crypto which was your your guys's network with you and dimitri and the podcast i clicked on your youtube and that's when i saw one of the first episodes of nft live i was like you were one of the first people talking about nfts in that way you crypto stash and a couple others and to me it was like you all see it you're ahead of the game and you have an amazing show title called nft live I was all in, man. I was hooked, dude. If you didn't let me come work for lads, I'd be every day just trolling that comment section of NFT live. I'm telling you right now, bro. I'd watch every episode.
0: What brought you into the metaverse initially? Like you went from owning X nodes to being like, Hey, I really believe in this thing. That's like the metaverse. And that's how, again, we got connected for the first time. But the fact that you were even in sandbox at that point, and then you had this idea that you would, Uh, if if my memory is is correct, you had this idea that you would throw events in the sandbox, you know? Like those thoughts, processes that you had, I think are important because I think you also have this idea that we will get there one day, we're just not there yet.
1: Yeah, I felt like I was almost two cycles ahead in certain ways. I remember at one point I was talking to a neighbor downstairs and I was telling him, yeah, they're not gonna say NFT, that takes too long. They'll probably say NIFT. (laughs) I was close. <laughs> you heard it here first. It was so close. <laughs> they call it nifty. Like, and then there was, I, I, so I wanted NFT Island. So I got NFT Island.com. I had this whole thing where I wanted to get land in every major metaverse and have an island in every major, major metaverse that would go broadcast live every day at a certain time. And I had this whole kind of built out in my head, a 24-hour streaming channel, but purely about metaverse. And I'm still loving that idea. And down the road, I think that will be something either I created or someone else will, because as these metaverses get bigger, there's going to be so much going on. People are going to want to know what happens here and there so they can kind of keep up with stuff. And I think it was one of those for me, it started with the, the sandbox style of gaming rust. Uh, it was a big one that I played back in the day. You spawn as like a, almost like a caveman type dude. You're like naked holding a rock and you need to either go survive or find somebody who will take care of you and bring you into their shelter. And I was like, I can't wait for this in the metaverse where I can have a plot and I can bring people over and I can even pay them in tokens and they can become a tourist of my plot. And it's an attraction and people come in and there's concerts. I could see all of that. We all know it's taking time. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I, I think it's I think it's one of those. I was, I was a little early on that. But the vibe, I believe, like Ready Player One, we're, we're definitely dabbling in what's potentially possible in the metaverse. And I think it's only going to get crazier every year moving forward. And your show was that big part because you talked about the sandbox. You talked about the land sale and the other land sale and the other land sale and the other land sale and all those other land sales. And so we got to watch sandbox suddenly just become this massive thing that, you know, kind of blew me away. Yeah, there's a lot of things
0: that, like you said, we're still kind of a couple cycles or maybe one cycle away from uh, seeing like in reality. Uh, But a lot of things you weren't you know, early for you were right on time. So I do want to get to that. I also want to get to the chat guys. I see you there in chat, giving Buffalo some love hash rhymes. Of yo, course yo, yo. was first Aww. had to give you some love. Uh, DJ Savage bubble here for the first time. Shout out to you bubble. Uh, this is the nifty Q show. We're interviewing people every week uh here around you know 2 3 p.m. eastern standard uh on Tuesdays and Thursdays going forward after NFT NYC I see hard for gaming digits and Azvid saying buffalo you're looking buff
1: am i jeez i'm I like i don't know, know. Yeah. maybe it's the filter on my camera but i got i got work on these bit these these are like <laughs> gardener snakes i need pythons right
0: <laughs> so so getting back to uh the the combo man we uh We were, we were early, definitely on seeing some of these things. I think we will see metaverse events and, you know, daily metaverse shows and things like this in the future. It's going to be awesome because we're going to look back and say, remember when we thought that this was going to happen, but you were actually hitting on a lot of things in that 2021, you know, timeframe, what was the investment thesis and like, what was your journey in that timeframe, you know, with Lad City, but also like personally investing, uh, like where have you come, you know, in that time since that day?
1: geez i've learned so much man and and i'm not shy about telling you about my losses too because i feel like that's important in this space where i believe in the tech i love people and people sometimes ruin the tech all right and, and that's just the straight honest truth of what we've seen where we've seen a lot of rugs we you know i love dows i'm a sucker for dows man because of the potential of a utopian type of community that comes together where everyone has the vote and uh, we'll trust the centralized group that started the DAO with our funds to begin with, and eventually they'll give us control. Well, I think like three out of the four DAOs that I've jumped into all rugged completely um, at some point. And uh, some just couldn't make it work, too. So it wasn't truly a, oh, we're taking the money and run. It was like, mm-hmm. it's you know, the the tokenomics just didn't fit that model. So a lot of the DAOs that i gone into uh, it didn't, I think again, it's an early stage or maybe just not the right ones. There's so many of them as you know, uh, but I think what happened and I got lucky with this, especially when I met you in August of 2020 was I did put some land down or buy some land in the sandbox. I bought a bunch of land in Vulcanverse and I said it and forget it. Like that Ritosuri chicken, you know, thing that you put your chicken in, you set it for a couple hours, you come on back and then you know, just set it and forget it mindset for me worked really well, because I'll be honest with you, dude, if I wasn't creating content with you and I was sitting there every week, watching the price as sandbox started getting bigger as Vulcanverse, I probably was sold earlier, but mm-hmm. I didn't, I just literally forgot about them as we got so busy with NFTs for me. When I joined you in August of 2020, I was like, okay, we're early. It's gonna take a while, right? Nobody's gonna be talking about NFTs, and then SNL in February drops a rap video about S- NFTs, and I'm like, "Uh oh, this is happening way too quick. I'm not ready." You know, I was like, "I was like tsunami time, bro. I'm like, God, oh, should get off the beach right now." And uh, it got crazy, and it sped up so fast that even Board Ape, Board Ape was that thing that happened right in front of me. It's like watching a car accident super slow, and I could have gotten out of the way, but I didn't, and I just got wrecked. and and, and by that, it's the opportunity. I didn't jump in. I literally watched it happen and it's like a mindset for me. I'm either in content mode where I'm like directing shows and I want to like do that or I'm in investment research mode and sometimes my brain can't handle both and I almost turn off any business opportunity. I'm doing it right now. Like I'm really not trying to put any money into the market. I'm just trying to like build. Um, and so I think that's something that helped me and hurt me. And so like Board Ape was right in front of me. Hell, we were broadcasting doing shows about it and I never even jumped into that one. Um, on the other hand, a lot of people sold sandbox early and I was able to sell towards the top on some of my bigger stuff, realizing when I did sell, I wasn't going to build in there, I wasn't Mm going to do what I intended to do there. And that's a big thing. When you lose that belief of what you wanted to do with your investment or what the project is doing, that's your first sign, man. You need to make a decision on how long you want to hold that. And for me, some of my projects that have decisions that one I did and, and just moved on. What was the mindset change there with sandbox? Like what,
0: why did you eventually say to yourself, I'm not going to be building in there?
1: Um, cause we realized, I mean, honestly, me mean, you jumped in there. It's massive. All right. It is massive And a three by three with one person with all the other things I was doing. And I was still working for Microsoft, uh, for a while too, last year is I just knew I wasn't going to be able to take advantage of the opportunity and build something that would get back my initial investment and some. And so, yeah, it was one where kind of pass the buck to someone else who probably I don't know if they flipped it or whatnot but it was a great location but it is one for me that sandbox definitely kept getting bigger than I thought it would and it was one too where I knew what I bought it for I wasn't going to be able to do that anymore and I, down the road I definitely want to do something like that still I'm very excited about the metaverse play and I still hold some sandbox uh, lands but I don't hold the three by threes anymore which metaverse is going to win if
0: you had to choose one or two like thoughts That's on ones. A,
1: go ahead mm-hmm Oh, no, go ahead. Finish it.
0: No, I was going to say thoughts on, you know, I had Lager on yesterday. We got into a deep conversation about other side. Uh, that's going to be one. And he honestly threw it out and I wasn't even, you know, prepared to really go into it. But he he talked about it being one of like the flagship games that's going to carry the NFT gaming scene. And I didn't look at it like that. You know, you honestly, you're looking at alluviums, you're looking at. Although Axie's getting a lot of FUD these days, like Axie, these others, he's like, no, other side is going to be the actual like first largely adopted game. So anyways, thoughts on like the top metaverses if you had to rank them.
1: I think the ones, I mean, Unreal 5 is just blowing my mind. A free engine that you could download right now. I mean, you could go and create a game right now, like come up with some ideas over lunch and then go back to the engine and start creating that game to people no skill set in the educational department of like that full developer career you need to create a, its own engine now you can take that engine and create games that are so realistic that you, we had a little thing yesterday on on LFG live 2 where we were like is this real or unreal and i played two clips And people couldn't tell, like people were guessing real when it was unreal and vice versa. And I think that's, that's where we're starting to get to where people are going to lose themselves in the metaverse. And if we can have a metaverse where you can own your plot, you can develop it just like a real home and have that aura when people come in and you're hanging out with people because it's so realistic and immersive. That to me, I think when we get a Star Atlas looking kind of A metaverse that is done well, uh, I think that one's going to really pull some people in and lose themselves just like World of Warcraft did for people when that first came around. But the blockchain is going to keep it to the level where people are going to put the, even more into it because they're like invested monetarily. They have the assets that they know are rare. And so these opportunities for some people that's what i loved when i looked at sandbox i was like people are going to create jobs in this and they did people who are artists created assets that they sold in the marketplace i remember telling my cousin's boyfriend uh you know he's in costa rica as an artist i was like bro you know what you need to do is start creating in the metaverse and that was like two years ago and it was just like what are you talking about now he's like he literally hit me up he's like i see what you were talking about man i could have created all these chairs and tables and cars and people would have paid me for that that can happen in the metaverse for many people their jobs now will be in the metaverse i see that already um but honestly i think it's going to be one of those that we get really immersed it's a it's a metaverse that you lose yourself in um but it's dealer's choice man i think it's one of those like do you like retro well there's worldwide web metaverse right now a top-down view like you're playing Mm. your nintendo and do you like animated well there's axie and there's going to be a whole pokemon style like that and then if it's more of just a free-for-all world i think there'll be some of those as well but honestly man i think The ones that pulled me in and and, and I lose myself in it and my avatar is like so realistic too and people feel like they actually were hanging out with you to a degree in real life because they hung out with you in that metaverse with that avatar that looks so much like you. I think that's going to come through Unreal and I think it's going to be Unreal and I look forward to it, man.
0: That's awesome. Great answer there. Asmodei saying we are still super early. Marty McFly saying buff to NFT NYC and Mylon is giving a buff with a heart there. So buff to NFT NYC.
1: uh uh, two zero two three (laughs) uh not two zero two two i missed out in two zero two one with the COVID craziness uh yeah matt joe and myself are here in uh, san diego california i got a five bedroom house that we've turned into a whole production hub all three of us i think we're the only three in the crypto space especially in the gaming sector that are going to new york so Mm -hmm. uh make sure to drink twice as much for me my man party twice as much get on stage and say twice as much to represent the buffalo well, I w-
0: listen, man, I won't be here either. I had a super busy may just didn't see it in my plans. And it was just oh, like you're getting going, clo- it was getting closer and closer. And oh. I was like, um, all right, okay. which, so you can, I mean, maybe we made the right choice. I don't know what NFT NYC is looking like uh, right? now the the old, the old job fair. That's
1: going to be like an AA meeting or therapy or something. Everyone's going to sit around and talk about their losses. Or honestly, I think it's going to be amazing. I think the people that show up are the people that believe in this space True. are super excited, a lot of networking there. Everyone that we've been doing meetings with, they're all going and wishing we were going as well. But, hey, the fact that you're not going means maybe you can jump in on some Valheim with us here. <laughs> got a custom server now, bro. He's in. Sure. I'm going to
0: have my feet firmly on the ground so I don't get that vertigo <laughs> or whatever the heck goes on. Um, so <laughs> I so as far as like the timeline, because I do want to get to like how you're looking at play to earn Games now that you are a founder of Hard Fork Gaming. But on that timeline... You did get invested into some PFPs. You mentioned timing being a big thing for you, whether you like have time to research or not. But when you did have time to research, what were you looking to get into? Because you did get into some PFP projects. You continue getting into like gaming projects. What were you looking for? Like investment wise uh, when this came around?
1: Now, is this in 2021 or 2020?
0: Uh, You could hit both. Yeah. Start, okay, chronologically. Yeah. It, yeah.
1: Yeah, 2020, uh, I was really looking on new chains um, and seeing what's coming down the pipe. So I was watching V Chain, which I started coming across a couple of projects. And again, when you're that early with some of them, you're going to get those peaks of when it finally gets released and stuff. And, and I got ahead of a Vulcanverse metaverse and did a story on the CEO there and got access to get in on that first sale. And then I think that was kind of the mentality is like, ethereum wax like all these big blockchains are gonna have well wax ethereum of course is two different ones right now in that sense of what's being built on them but it's one of those like i think now right look at solana look at avalanche look at all these other blockchains that are being built uh, especially in the gaming sector they're not slowing down there's all these projects that are agreeing to be built on them that's this time right now where everyone's running away where I think you should be running towards what's going on, maybe not with your checkbook open, but with your mind and your time open, so you can start researching some of these and start getting down some important dates. When are their white lists? When are their first sales? Um, you know, then most of them are pushing them back right now. A lot of these projects are pushing them back because they know right now if they're going to sell right now, it's, it's not the best time. And that's where I look at Board Ape and I go, hmm, it's pretty convenient that Board Ape did that sale right before everything crashed down. I don't know what's up with all that, but. It is one of those and, and timing is everything too. And, and last time I felt like this was 2020 was March, April, May, where everything was really bad. Everyone was like, oh, and I'm like, this is a market thing. This isn't a technology thing. This yeah. is like everything that we know is still working. Ethereum is being still built out. Games are being built out. Star Alice didn't just quit. Alluvium didn't just quit. Like we know these projects are still going. And that's the opportunity is, is understanding that now is like the belief is still in you move forward then and just figure out when you want to move in. It's
0: really tough to like, say, what if, or if I did this in this space because of the opportunity cost of everything, right? Like you could, if everybody had a crystal ball, you could be a trillionaire in this market just by the, based on, you know, the market caps as they go up in a bull cycle, it would have, and this is where I add the if, if me and you both had opposite thought processes on investments, as opposed to being completely diamond handed holders, Cause that's, that's essentially like where me and you, uh, uh, like, how can I say this? Like, that's the downfall for both me and you is that we almost get caught up in the euphoria. We yeah. get caught up in believing in it so much that, you know, that it goes up and down and we're, we're left like, what the hell just happened? You know, that, that six months look like it lasted a week. So do you feel like you've learned from, you know, this, this past, like two years of
1: being in the NFT space and going forward, what does that look like for you? A lot of meditation, a lot of discipline, a lot of writing down my entry points and writing out my goal for exit strategies. I think those are things that no matter what every cycle, euphoria is going to kick in FOMO is going to kick in all these levels that we all go with of fear and love and the balance in between of everything and, and what's happening, especially with money and your relationship with money. I've been happy as a clam with $2 in my wallet broke as a joke on the road. And I've also had a ton of money in the bank account and been like, I'm just numb right now. I'm not even happy, you know? And so I I can see that balance and I think it's one where, why are you investing and what is your goal with it? Are you fumbling in because your friends are making money and you don't understand. Uh, And I think just having that sense where you can take a step back when it is going crazy. I didn't take a step back, man. I was just like in it with you to the point where looking back, I've made some terrible moves just because I was euphoric and didn't even realize what was truly on the table, the profits that were right there in front of me. Uh, and a lot of that just got sucked away with this last bear market, you know, coming down now. And, and just like 2017, I mean, in 2017, I didn't have a lot of money. And so Mm -hmm. what I was doing was chasing my tail. I was putting it in one day and one project. And then a week later taking out, moving it to another and just, you know, you can't do much with that little liquidity. And then by the end of it, when it crashed at the beginning of 2018, I just left my wallet and was like, okay, well, there's not much in there anyways. And I remember coming back in like 2021 and was like, let me look into these again and see. And most of them were either dead or not doing well. And um, I think that's another similar thing here. Gary V said this, right? 99% of the NFT projects are going to zero. Um, and I think that to a degree there's a lot of truth in that and i think just like every cycle go to like google and type in like coin market cap top 100 june 8 2017 when buffalo first discovered crypto see that top 100 and now go in and type in june 16 2022's top 100 you're gonna see coins that you didn't even know existed back in 2017 that are dead and those projects they just changed the name and changed the sign outside and went and created a new one right we know a lot of that but I think it is one, there's going to be another wash here. A lot of play to earn projects and gaming things washed. Some of them are going to try to reinvent themselves, and others are just going to change the name and copy and paste and try to catch the next cycle. And I think for us, it's just one of those like opportunity is endless in the space. Even right now, you literally today could go in on investment. In the next like week, as it's kind of up and down, you can make some plays. That's not my taste. I don't want to sit and watch charts all day and be a trader. I look for those, set them and forget them believe in the long-term of it. And in the meantime, create a lot of fun content. And so right now it's all research for me. And I know though, I know myself, what did I do in a bull market? Well, (laughs) I was juggling all sorts of shit and dropping all sorts of shit. And I don't want to be doing that in the next one. So I need a structure. I need to write out each move and have a plan. And my favorite plan is dollar cost averaging because then it takes the guessing out of it in in the sense of when's the best time, you know, and, and just, average it and just let the average tell you it's like fate. You're like, all right, well, fate's going to tell me when the best time was and I'm going to get at the average of that. And I think for from my brain, I like that. And I think it's one where I still know I'm going to mess up with the next cycle. I think some people like, I won't do that again. I'm like, this is something I've been hearing from every human being I talk to in this space, no matter what the shoulda, woulda, couldas are hitting us all hard, even if you're rich or you're broke ton of that hit you. And I know I'm going to fuck up again, bro. I'll be yeah. real with you. I just know I'm going to be more conscious about it and try to come up with a, some kind of fail save, some kind of break glass when get too crazy. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I think the piece that you hit on like right away was that you were going to write down your entry points, make sure all of that stuff was ready to roll because then you can actually have, a goalpost, because essentially what happens is in in a bull market, those goalposts keep moving, right? You're like you're like, okay, this I'll sell here. Oh no, wait! If it goes two x a little bit more, I'll have this amount in those goalposts. You never yeah. reach them.
1: Mm-hmm. But essentially, what you're doing is just setting those goalposts up, you know, right yeah. away. So, the problem too is my goalpost. It was hitting the goalposts like in a week, you know, and especially in NFTs and like my cryptodes, man, I fell in love with cryptos. I still hold all my cryptos. I still remember the episode. Right. Right. I mean, the passion, they They were at like 14 ETH, by the way, during that time. And I'm sitting there like, hey, Snoop Dogg just jumped in. You guys, come on in. The water's fine. And I'm not even realizing the amount of Xs on how much the multiplier of my initial investment was. I wasn't even thinking monetary gains at all. I was thinking, this is a cool new community that I luckily got a part of early on and, um, and still love the vibe of it and believe it long term but that is one where a sane person would have went wait a minute you have this much on the table and you're not going to sell these 10 little pictures of these funny toads and instead go get a couple houses it's like okay
0: yeah so the biggest thing there i i think and i remember those days cryptos was the comparison between projects you were saying okay cryptos is at 14 bored apes at 60 you know like yeah 100 percent yeah.
1: Comparison is the devil. R- Ricky Bobby, <laughs> Don't you ever compare to the Bored Ape Yacht Club. That's the seed that got planted in my brain last cycle. You you nailed it right there, my man. I'm glad you brought that up. If you start comparing yourself to an outlier that is something that has emerged that changed the space in the PFP genre, especially with Bored Ape, there's no one else has done it like Bored Ape has in the PFP. I don't care who you are. Everyone else is a little bit second, third And if you ain't first, you're last. All right. And so it's one of those where they did it. I missed out on it, and I kept thinking I was finding the next one, mm. and I was wrong every time. So, mm. can't do that. Each one's unique.
0: Uh, I want to give a quick shout-out to Darren Pacquiao. He's saying, evening, gents. Good to see you back, Buffalo. And Asmodee saying, still holding my game NFTs and waiting for the next dev cycle noises coming from the engine camp. Uh, Matt Rocky's also saying, can we change Mr. Bear's name to Mr. Bull?
1: I think I think Matt and Joe did that yesterday. <laughs> They're like, "No, nah, he's Mr. Ball. We're bringing it back." You know, it's like doing a rain dance to yeah. get the rain to come or, or go away. And now nah, he's Mr. Bear. He's been training me for this. Uh, I have a good relationship with the bear, and the bear is here right now. And what I love about the bear is all those people who didn't really fucking believe in this space. They were just in it for the money and purely the money. Most of them aren't going to be around here right now. They all get out. So the party comes down you can have some deep conversations, some deep growth and all the people that are here that really believe in it. You're going to be the first ones to get those opportunities when the cycle comes back and you're going to thank the mayor. And when does that
0: look like it's going oh, to switch geez. for you? Like, what is that trend that you're looking for? I mean, other than, you know, seeing a little bit of movement back upwards in price, yeah. what are some things that would
1: make you know that, Hey, I think we're kind of turning the corner here. Well, I just got off the phone with Elon all right okay. and uh no, yeah right wouldn't that be something uh in I my mind janet I was, yeah. janet powell uh she's 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 i'm on the phone with her right now Yeah, she's like interest rates they're going way up but don't worry crypto's <laughs> going up after that i don't know how it's going to work we'll, we'll make it happen uh i think it is one where you know you nailed this man when, when we work together so much you would really call out the narrative and the narrative in the space a lot can dictate whether projects can be overvalued real quickly or undervalued or rugged or in the market sense, will it hold or will people bite the narrative and the narrative right now in the space is that the economy is being pushed into a recession quickly and fast and hang on to your butts. And it's also the space is going to, you know, be affected, but let's be honest, I feel like we don't want to catch a falling knife here. We do understand though, that we're getting close to breaking the historical trend of going under the all time high of the previous cycle. So if she drops under 20 here. I mean, it's anyone's game what's going to happen with Bitcoin. Um, To me, though, it doesn't change much, and I don't think it'll hold long under 20. I'd be shocked if it did, unless we have another black swan event or something. I think, though, we are going to get into a little bit of up and down, like uh, nothing's really gaining traction for six to nine months. I think, though, those really important developments that happened in the last cycle, like in NFTs, like in the world, like metaverses and gaming, especially gaming, honestly. That's why I kind of really decided to move more you know narrow focused on gaming is i believe that sector hasn't had a top yes axie had that play to earn they were on cnbc and everyone in you know, the documentary and everybody's like oh yeah, they're changing third world countries and i think that was an Im- immersive like wow okay there is something to play to earn here but is it sustainable we all realize it's not in the short term if you don't have the tokenomics in the economy like that inside of these games but gaming itself even when COVID happened it blew up, man. Gaming is bigger than the movie industry. I think gaming is one of the biggest industries to date that literally is still growing. And each one of us has that deep rooted, you know, kind of wants to get into it and immersed in it. And that's where I go, even if this bear market lasts a year, gaming is gonna still grow. It might even decouple. It might just be its mm-hmm. own thing after a while. And that's that's the hopeium I wanna share with you all today. So let's all take a big hit of it. <sighs> oh, that would <one> in. <coughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. We're we're deep
0: in this uh conversation, guys. This rabbit hole. I appreciate you passing it over here to the left Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah Um uh, yeah. so founder, of Hard Fork Gaming, like a true founder there. We took a little hit, let's just like an Elon Musk. <laughs> uh tell me about Hard Fork Gaming, man. What's yeah. what do you got going on with them?
1: So as you guys just heard with my like passionate rant about the gaming space, I uh, really wanted to create a network that is all about the gaming. And and the, the, the biggest thing that I want to do is not draw a line and say, all right, if you're not blockchain, we don't talk about you. Because I think that really ruins what the adoption is going to be like for tr- AAA gaming, regular old mobile gaming, any type of gaming, you know, to embrace blockchain and not look at it as an all in. That means you've oh, you're a gamer now? Okay, well, you put it on the blockchain, so your game is a blockchain game. It's like, well, what if we're only using one asset of it? What if it's an underlying thing that the user never even knows about? I think there is a lot that's gonna happen right now for the blockchain to embrace gaming that we don't wanna draw the line in the sand and we wanna talk about all of gaming. That's why Unreal to me is like, the Unreal 5 engine is something, it's not even blockchain related, but it's going to be and it has been already involved in it. To me, that's something that I would love to chat more about with people because I believe the wave's coming. And a lot of people are going to come into to crypto through gaming that they never did before, but they fell in love with the style of a game that was created to utilize the blockchain. I wish it just wasn't so much focused on the money part, like, oh, I, I love this game because look at those returns. It's like, no, nah, dude, look at the graphics. Look at the gameplay style. Look at what you can do when they're in the free will. I think, I think I would love to get a game where it's not even about the money, but there is some assets there and maybe in 10 years that assets somehow become valuable or some something like that i don't know but when you take the money part out of it it gets back to the root of the gaming and that's where i don't know if you've watched the defiant he did a great two-part series which was about all the gamers traditional gamers like just ripping apart blockchain and saying any blockchain game is a cash grab and to a degree there is some truth to that because they're really asking for so much up front and the game isn't even the quality of all the other games in the market it's actually early 2000 style right and I think that is something that it's just going to take some time. But I'll be honest with you. I'm not a huge fan of the play to earn. Like I never have yeah. been. I, I think we have over in Lads. I was honest when we first saw the documentary about Axie. It just, to me, felt like a level of people who had money taking advantage of people who don't have money to make money off of them. And that's where Hard fork Gaming. We're trying to change that. And instead of a play to earn like guild, we've created a uh, engage to earn guild, an e 2 e. And what we're trying to do is embrace the more Mr. Beast model and give it away. If you give it away, it will come back to you. If you take the sponsorship funds that we get and put them into NFTs that we give to gamers to play for free, and they hold those NFTs outright, they can sell them right away, they can rent them out, they do whatever they want. We're not owning them in any way, but all we ask for them is to be a gamer. Come over, engage. If we give you a race car NFT, go race. Like, try to compete. We'll even give you tokens to compete on the house. And if you do that, you show us that you're engaging, we're going to put you on the list for the next giveaway. And the next giveaway could be a fighter, or it could be a starship that you're racing in space or whatever it is. That's what right now I'm trying to kind of create that kind of ecosystem within hard fork gaming, where you just show up and play games and think of it like PC gamer. I don't know if you had PC gamer back in the day, man, but they used to release a a little CD in the mail with your magazine every month of all these other games for free. I mean, there were demo modes. But it was one of those, you just never know what you're going to get. And, you know, it's just like hard gaming, this next level we're going to do for the Alpha Club. We don't know yet what game it's going to be, but you're going to get those NFTs for free.
0: Mm. Engage to earn sounds way, you know, we, I feel like we have seen this like massive retraction in people that really came out at first and said, play to earn is the next thing. And now it's almost like a a boogeyman word, you know, like there's, it's almost taboo to even say it because people are like, well... That's just talking about the money. Do you think Axie Infinity and all of these companies are complicit in that? Like, do you do, or were they? Are they as much at fault with pushing this narrative as it like just
1: turning on its head? It's it's tough because I think it's something we're still trying stuff. I mean, that's like Board 8 with the PFPs. You know, like, granted, they're still holding a lot of value. Let's say if it crashed, you know, and, and you blame them. It's like they're trying. This is all brand new. Like Axie was the first one to really tap into that. And I think they really had so much come at them right away that they weren't even, in my mind, prepared to handle that kind of economy with the tokenomics that are sustainable. And so they had to constantly keep thinking all right, what do we do to keep this thing from going to zero? And I think those are the first ones through the door get shot. It's one of those, you know, in, in the space of evolution of technology and the regulation that's coming down the road, we all have to figure out what are we building and is it something that works for growth or is it a short-term game for those who got in early and that's where the plate are in space. There is a balance of that. And I think it's been heavy in the sense of who got the bags that are benefiting from the players. And, and I would love to see it. Who are the players that are getting the bags? And that's where Yes, engage to earn is very similar because we're asking you to play. So it's the same thing as play to earn, but we're not saying we own anything of yours. We're not taking a percentage of what you put in at all. And dude, it's crazy though. The play to earn, engage to earn. I'll list you off all the different two earns real quick. There's where to earn, sleep to earn, plant to earn, dance to earn, read to earn, watch to earn, fill to earn, vote to earn, play to earn, listen to earn, label to earn, move to earn and sex to earn my friend there are so many of them out there it is endless and uh we're just trying to create one though that's wholesome you know just engage to earn man just show up with us be a part of this and if if you, if you get busy you, you got to go get married and, and and stay off offline for a couple months you're not going to benefit from those free nfts but if you come on back and you engage again you'll be right back up in it so that's kind of where we're headed with it we'll see what happens though be honest with you this is still testing this we're still trying to figure this model out just like axie was trying to figure out the play to earn we're still so early, even the first people don't know what they're truly doing yet.
0: Yeah, Darren and Chaz uh, touching on my next question here, which is going to be based on all of these kind of evolutions of earn and evolution of blockchain games. What are some games you're looking forward to in 23 uh, that are you know, potentially going to be big winners as that bull returns next cycle?
1: You know, and that's the other thing, too, is how long is it going to take for that cycle to go? And what are these projects going to do in the meantime? Some of them, like you've been seeing mini games being created to kind of like keep the the lobby of people waiting for the main act to start uh, entertained. I think it's tough. I don't have one clear game right now where I'm like, this is the one. Because I still feel a lot of games are copying what we've already seen to a degree. And the big games there's not enough out yet to know like the uh, the alluvium star atlas kind of style and big time is definitely something i've been hearing a lot about in the space and i'm just really excited for honestly a, a metaverse type of of immersion game where you literally could be in there all day and night mm. i have not played i'll be honest with you most of the games i play right now they're not on the blockchain yet like valheim we talk about that every day valheim's not on the blockchain but if it was that would be amazing mm. so for me yeah, it's one of those... Phantom Galaxies is one that I definitely feel like has potential. Uh, I would love to get into that more. Uh, and like I said, Big Time has been one that I, I'm getting these vibes of like a world, world of Warcraft style that I'm like, wow, if if you can draw in AAA or regular gamers into this right now, and they're not in it for the blockchain, they're in it because the game looks amazing, then that one I think will do well. But Honestly, there's still so much research I want to do in this bear market. And next time we I come on, I want to have a fatty list for you guys of boom. Here's the ones that I truly I'm all in them because it's it's still so early in the bear market. We're still early, and we're also still early in this cycle of of you know. We're early, early.
0: All right. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, what, I checked out your guys's channel. I've been like watching uh, a lot of your episodes. Justin Khan was definitely a guy who you had on the network. That was like a great interview. What did you take from Justin, who is the co-founder of Twitch, about where maybe streaming platforms are ha- going? Where you know, even a, a product like YouTube, which all of us are on right now, um, esports tournaments like where? What did you take from Justin about this next evolution? Because he obviously. Uh, saw streaming, you know happening and created twitch. So what right. do you take from that?
1: Well, first of all the fact that the creator of twitch Has created a launchpad with fractal that's built on Solana for all the games coming on Solana that they what they do is they dox the Teams they do their full research and then they help launch those games with doing content for them or Doing the launch and then doing tournaments about it and Fractal is very impressive out the gate I mean It's one where you see someone who created Twitch, you think, oh, man, what's he going to do in this space? And I think when we talk to him, he definitely is cool and calm, has the patience of he knows what he's getting into here. He knows this is going to be a long term plan. Uh, Esports. I think you nailed it there. Esports is something I've been hearing time and time again with the meetings I'm in. Uh, I come from live television background. Uh, I've directed a lot of live television and I've worked in like big gaming tournaments like Dota which to me was one of the biggest ones i worked where there are millions of dollars on the line, packed stadiums of people freaking out while there's five you know gamers playing on the keyboard in, in the middle of an arena. But it's sold out and people love that. And it's not on the blockchain yet. And I believe there are going to be a lot of e-sports tournaments and true gaming guilds that have pro gamers like that in this. And I feel like in the next like year or so, we're going to start to see some sort of medium there for uh, a blockchain esports gamer to actually make a career out of it and i think that's where talking to justin they see that they want to create tournaments as well we want to work with them as well on tournaments hell kagi was on yesterday in the juice guild they're really trying to you know hire up some um pro gamers and i think that's going to be a thing moving forward when these games get good enough to actually be entertaining to watch because let's be honest axie is one of those it's a tough watch I mean, as, uh, playing it by yourself, it is what it is. But if you had a thousand people online watching that aren't Axie enthusiasts, it's not a one of those style of games. But when you can get some shooter games work, some of them not so much. But you get a really immersive shooter game or you get like a Dota or a League of Legends, which has so many chess player type of moves and people go down the rabbit hole. I can't wait man I can't wait to direct some of these live tournaments in the blockchain space and the prizes oh the prizes the giveaways the the engagement the the rarity things that could happen in these games it's going to really be so much different than you know your traditional gaming that I just can't wait I can't wait to be a part of it and at first it's going to be slow but I think at one point we'll have packed stadiums for blockchain games
0: now is Hard Fork looking to get into that environment with your guild potentially? Could you see like an mm-hmm. esports hard fork team and then 100%. what are the other things you guys are are getting ready for on like a roadmap kind of kind of piece?
1: So with the Alpha Club, our goal is to have up to a thousand uh alpha members that all receive NFTs uh per project. Right now we're going with Alpha One hundred, so we're lo- really auditing each person to make sure they're real, they're not a bot, they're engaging, they're following through with all these things. And when you do that, you move up to the next list. And, and our goal is to have a, th- a thousand of them. But anyone on the list, if they have gaming skills, they're going to have the opportunities to compete in tournaments. And if they do well, they'll win something. And that's the big thing. Like Mr. Beast, if you watch his YouTube, a lot of the people you see on there competing in those were subscribers, which won through his contest. Now there had to be a bit of auditing. He's not just going to let any random subscriber on his channel come onto his show. And the same with us, we're going to audit to make sure you're a real person. You're going to show up, you can qualify. You can actually play the game we're going to ask, but. I'm all about it, man. I'm I'm a huge sports fanatic. I love, uh, I've got a a, a coach's mentality in me and and really wanna get the best out of my team and my players. So anybody who loves the gaming space, loves blockchain and wants to have a a coach like me behind them, man, come on over to Hard Fork Gaming because we're putting a team together as well. And we might just call ourselves the Forkers, all right? You know, and the the Hard Forkers (laughs) is, I don't know, we patent pending here. Uh, We'll figure it out though. Awesome, man. What's next for Buffalo too? I've got some questions uh, here
0: in the chat and guys, drop your last questions for Buff before he gets up out of here. But what's next for, for you as a, in, in your personal life? I know you moved from Seattle, so you just hanging out in the old sand dog and, and oh, chilling man. out.
1: I, I still have to pinch myself to realize what I left, which was a studio apartment downtown Seattle during COVID where people were not twice. I had to wear two masks, one for my face and one for the, my beard. I swear to God, I was like, It was a lot. And I, I, I love people. I love walking down the street and smiling at people or saying a funny liner in the grocery line. And uh, I was not speaking when I went to the grocery store during COVID, you know, in Seattle, it was like, I felt like it was the airport or some craziness. And, um, Mm -hmm. so leaving that my energy level has just been, I'm just floating now having a place here with a backyard and I even got a disc cage out there to play some disc golf and a pool. And I'm loving being outside and getting some sun. It's been amazing there's no Mrs. Buffalo yet. Um, could have been off the market. Sorry, ladies might come back, make, might do a, a, a white list ahead of time. So if you're interested, let me know. Um, but over subscribe. Yeah. or What's going on? Uh, yeah, shit. It's uh it's a free mint, pay to burn. I don't know, man. We'll figure it out. But, um, yeah, I, uh, I I've really been all in on this space to the point where I've, Kind of get tunnel vision, and especially you know starting up hard fork with Matt, and Joe, and had Fun Uncle and others on board, uh, and was it was really starting to get too big for its britches early, and so we're we're kind of still in infancy mode, we're learning how to walk and talk, and I'm hoping. Now that I'm in a better place and get more active, get out there, that uh, I could start uh, hanging out in the real world a lot more. So if there's any conferences in Vegas, bro, we definitely got to go to Vegas together. Uh, Next NFT New York City, count me in. I can't miss three in a row. That's three strikes Mm -hmm. you're out. Maybe Bitcoin Miami. I I would do that one as well. Um, And then there's NFT LA. And I just found out Stash is on the West Coast. So there's a lot of people. a lot of
0: people out in LA, man. Gifts out in LA. like, there's a lot of right? people out in LA. Yeah, yep. I got to do a Easy tour. I do press junket.
1: That's right. Easy are right, man. So I, I just got to start hanging out with, with a lot of the people in the space in the real world. And I think that makes mm-hmm. such a huge difference with, with my energy, just getting the bonding going, the fact that they really are 6'8 Buffalo. Like, I just love in real, you know, hanging out with people. I'm a festival guy and haven't been to one since COVID. So oh. that's a big part, man, is, is trying to get back out there. And I um, might go to the Dave... Uh, Girls uh, tribute concert for Taylor Hawkins, the drummer that died for the Foo Fighters. Uh, in September, they got a, a, a memorial tour uh, that I might go to. So that would be my first concert since COVID as well. Awesome, man. I got a couple lightning questions. I usually end oh. the uh, show just like
0: really quickly. Uh, favorite times at Lads? What oh were some God. of oh my, my favorite God. times? The Sandbox was a great oh, one. Yeah, that, yeah. that one. Was fantastic. Especially because
1: I could feel your energy. I knew that you were as happy as I was because we love that movie. We both love baseball and to have two of like the actors that had really cool moments in it too. Yeah. And how I just loved how they let us talk about the movie so much. I felt bad because we barely even talked about their project. Yeah. We we're just like, hey. So in this well, scene, you know, it's just like they were so cool about that. That was one of my favorites. Mike Shinoda. I'm gonna. I love Linkin Park. The fact that we had him on. There was even some technical difficulties right beforehand. He got off one show of his was trying to get him dialed in without the ours. It wasn't working. I could see my Shinoda getting a little red in the face. I'm like, no, gotta calm down, Shinoda. And then uh luckily was able to figure out, you know, and get him dialed in for the show, which made me so happy. I remember I was on cloud 110, you know, the rest of that weekend after that show. And Lad City Radio. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Loved Lad City Radio, loved playing Everybody music and chatting with her. I love hearing that too. And I've been hearing it for some people like, well, what's up with that, man? You can get back into that. And the, the answer is yes, I definitely want to do some more um, as I'm still in the you know, early moments of building out the kind of structure of things. But getting back to that music, getting back to just interviews with people like you do here with Nifty Q show, right? This is such a, I always feel great when I have interviews with people and I want to get back to that for sure.
0: Love it, man. Love it. Yeah, come on to NFT Live anytime uh, as well. Like we're doing that. We're actually moving that to Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So we'd love nice. to get you guys uh, in there. Tell Matt and Joe as well. For uh, sure. Man, f- fantastic interview. I think we uh, we hit on pretty much. Uh, did I have a couple more things? You you had a Valheim server that I'm getting into that's right uh that's for sure uh there's a couple more things i feel like we this episode can go on forever it could if i don't if we don't we'll do part two part three part four part two. (laughs) Uh.
1: and then the extended edition you know we'll just go along with it
0: gotta pay extra for that okay all right well guys this was the nifty q show we are doing nft live tomorrow dj savage is hosting uh, and we have some awesome co-hosts as well on there of course uh nifty q show is moving so nft nyc next week afterwards we'll be moving to tuesday thursday nft live will be monday wednesday friday so it's like a full five week uh thing Ooh. uh every, you know live content every day guys, it but, in, man yeah Don't
1: you before you don't you usually ask them about their book suggestions you i i that? stopped doing
0: that the book <sighs> recommendation question what? but let me get a book recommendation question for old time's sake buff what do you got all right
1: Everybody poops. No, I'm just playing. That's a good book, but uh, <laughs> take <laughs> that. one. All right. Later. Not one's get it. Yeah, on, that, on that note, uh, man, for me, uh, I'm going to be back in the dating scene s- soon. And one of the best books I ever um, came across is If the Buddha Dated. So any guys out there that are struggling with, you know, lady problems or ladies struggling with men problems, If the Buddha Dated, one of my highest recommended books I can give you. And also Richest Man in Babylon. There you go. Those are my two faves right now.
0: Love it, guys. We had an awesome conversation with Crypto Buffalo. He was back in Lad City. We're gonna head over to the Dollhouse. Buff, the Dollhouse is still oh, they're there. They gonna let me back in after still what in. I did last
1: time?
0: Okay. <laughs> I, I had to pull a few strings, but we're gonna go. It. We're gonna go ahead, guys. Thanks for tuning into the Nifty Q Show today, Buff. Always a great time uh, talking with you, my friend. And uh, hell yeah, man. Yeah, let's uh, let's get in Valheim and let's let's, let's take over it. the world.
1: I love it, man. Thanks for having <laughs> Later, me on, guys. brother.